0: Welcome to the Love Your Food, Love Yourself podcast. I am Tammy. And I'm Shelley. And this is a podcast where we have real conversations about our struggles, insecurities, and false beliefs when it comes to loving ourselves and each other. And we do this through a lens of curiosity, anti-judgment, intuitive eating, spirituality, and a heaping dose of laughter, maybe some tears, and a whole lot of realness. All right, let's go. All right, we're going to take a minute to hear from our sponsor and I'm so happy that our sponsor this week is Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain here. First off, it's free, so that has been excellent for this budding entrepreneur, and there's creation tools that l- that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And I was able to figure it out. So um, it's, you know, fairly simple. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple podcast, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey friends, how are you? How has your week been? I believe I am in a little bit of a recovery state from COVID about a little bit over a month ago. I thought I was doing just fine, but then I had a little bit of a kick me up in this last week. So I've been working on really kind of nurturing myself and sleeping way more than I probably ever have um, in my whole life. So anyhow, that's where I've been kind of at. I've also had heavy on my heart, all of our friends that are getting dumped snow on and losing power and losing water and just, you know, really their communities needing to come together right now. So my heart is heavy for all of those that are going through that right now and sending them much love and hoping for... Everything to kind of return to where they are able to get power and water and access to food. And so much, so many of my clients and my family have been impacted by this. So I'm just declaring it out into the world that I'm really hoping for healing and everything to turn around here very soon. So I'm coming at you today with, um, you know, love on my heart, especially from those situations, but then. Also, we had the most recent, you know, holiday, which was Valentine's Day, which we get a lot of talking around love and and things like that. So, I've been asked in the past a few times, why is my tagline with your essential dietitian love your food and love yourself? And I have to tell you that this tagline ended up just. Kind of flowing out of my mouth one day when I was talking to somebody, and then it really just stuck. However, it really encompasses everything that we talk about here on this podcast, and it talks about everything that I focus on within my group coaching program that I offer and my private practice clients. So I wanted to take a little bit of time to dig a little bit into what does that mean? What does love your food and love yourself mean? So first, I think it's good to just take, you know, a basic look at what is just kind of the basic definition of love. And, you know, I was researching this a little bit, and I saw lots of different, you know, potentials out there of what that definition is. But really, it comes down to, you know, some people think of it as an intense feeling of deep affection. It can also mean a great interest and pleasure in doing things. And I've also seen that love means to be deeply committed and connected to someone or something. So, You know, love is really amazing because it's really versatile, and I do believe that it's kind of a basic necessity in everyone's life. You know, for the most part, hopefully we were all raised with at least a little touch of love, you know, and that was hopefully the first moment that we had in our life was just a little bit of touch of love from parents, caregivers, you know, grandparents, whomever it is that we had in our life. And I know that as a parent, love is definitely nurturing as well. You know, my children can sometimes test me, right? But because I love them, I continue to love them. And we love people through their goodness, their badness. You know, love is completely unconditional. When we love conditionally, it's not really that true, deep sense of, of love, right? Love is meant to be unconditional and really love comes from a variety of kind of feelings and emotions and attitudes and love beautifully just detaches from the outcome and that's part of that unconditionalness of love. If I were to say I will only love you if, that's not really coming at it from a view of love. Love is completely attached from the outcome. We don't care what that, that outcome is and love is really completely a force of nature. I read something online is that love is like the sun. Love radiates independently of our fears and our desires. So, you know, I think of so many different situations, right? Where sometimes we may be scared or worried, but in any of those situations, love really can kind of conquer all the things. So for example, I was talking to my sister who has been impacted by these storms, right? And while it's been completely devastated and they've had uh, no power for a few days, no water for four days, okay, and she has several kiddos at home, so this is not something easy. But really, you know, the takeaway from that is that her community was coming together and showing love and nurturing, you know, to each other and helping each other where each other needed it. And that's just the beauty. So love helps us, you know, come together. And another beautiful thing is love cannot be turned Off and turned on, right? It's like when we love, it's just inside of us. It's there, it's always present. We don't say, you know what, I'm not going to love that person today, right? Or I'm not going to love that thing anymore, right? So, for example, if you're maybe someone who is an avid sports person, right? And you love sports and it's part of your identity, it's part of who you are, right? You don't just all of a sudden one day say, I don't love that anymore. It's part of you. So, it encompasses you. And love is really kind of the vibration of spirit here. It's the song of the universe. It really speaks volumes into the vibrations within ourselves, within our community, and our relationships with not only other people, but within ourselves. And then we take that even, you know, as well into food as well. We have a relationship with, and, you know, living in the love vibration is is really kind of our birthright. Um, you know, this in this like state of being, we're very heart centered in our thought, in our word, and our actions. And love vibration requires our ego to let go and allows us to get out of our own way, really. And love is just forever flowing. It's abundant. It is always available to us, as, for as much as we want. And I often find that the more that we love, the more that we feel loved right? It always comes back to us. And love is about connection. It's a sense of wholeness, lightness, and expansion. And really, love is kind of this beautiful, magical potion that creates joy, and it's the antidote for pain, which I'm going to talk even more about that here in in just a little bit. So, you know, I encourage everyone to embrace love and sometimes love can feel like too big of a feat so we might embrace something smaller, but really focusing on the goal of embracing love because love transcends time and space and love can heal us. So, you know, before I start digging into the, again, the love your food and love yourself, I want to talk a little bit about vibration. And because I mentioned vibration a few times here, talking about love and vibration is the quality of our thought, our feelings, our emotions, and our attitudes. And these are all influenced by our beliefs, which are really impacted from our thoughts okay? And as we start to, you know, raise up our vibration, it can go up and it can go down, and that's very, very normal. The vibrations that we basically put out into the world are based on our resilience for balancing our own mind and our emotions. So in order to maintain a higher vibration and basically, you know, feel a little bit better, right, and have, you know, more positive emotions and how we our attitude and how we look at the things, if we can try to maintain that higher vibration, it really, it can help us with attaining that. So to maintain that higher vibration, we want to use our heart in our connections to what we're thinking about. So sometimes when I use the word love, I'm talking more about maybe caring or compassion or kindness or appreciation or even forgiveness. So All of these things illuminate the same vibration of love. And I can get really passionate about this, but, you know, I just wanted to talk a little bit about why is it the word love and where does that come from? And a big piece of that too comes from the fact that the work that I do is heart-centered right? I look to connect with others heart to heart, and I want to really help them move up that vibration and get out of the pain. So many of the people that I work with, they come from stories and stories of of pain and suffering. And oftentimes, this is a result of diet culture and weight stigma, which breaks my heart. But there's hope. I've seen Firsthand, so many people turn this around, and part of how I help people. So intuitive eating really transcends this love a lot, and I'd like to dig in a little bit into what is intuitive eating, and why does that relate to love your food and love yourself? So let's dig into the first principle of intuitive eating. The first principle of intuitive eating is reject the diet mentality. This transcends both into the love your food and love yourself. Oftentimes, if we are stuck in the diet mentality, we are basically following someone else's rules. We're having false hope. And so we want to move into the feeling good and getting angry, even at diet culture, right? That promotes weight loss. And we want to transcend into having our own knowingness that there's nobody else out there that has a quote unquote best plan right? And so when we reject that diet mentality, we take one tiny step forward towards learning how to love ourselves. And when we don't have somebody else telling us that this food is bad and, you know, and this is the exact plan that you need to follow, we also tap into that little bit of love towards our food. The second principle of Intuitive eating is honoring your hunger. A big piece of this is impacted on loving yourself. Honor those feelings of hunger that come up and know that your body needs biologically fed with energy and carbohydrates. Feeding our body the foods that it needs is truly, truly one of the first great steps to loving ourselves. And when we don't do this, what oftentimes happens is we do end up maybe resenting our food, almost the polar opposite of love. We end up maybe if we do have those foods, but we're following diet's rules, we end up not loving it. We might eat it and then we're so, you know, upset that we don't even enjoy it at all. And that comes to the third principle of intuitive eating, which is making peace with food. So one beautiful way to learn to love our food is to make peace with our food. We restrict quote-unquote bad foods, all right, because when we restrict these quote unquote bad foods, we end up potentially binging. And then when we binge, we also have this increased intensity of this experience of eating. And then what happens is we're not even really sitting in the full joy. And then we end up in the shame cycle. And that shame cycle brings us down from loving ourselves. And then the fourth principle of intuitive eating is challenge the food police. And this is deep, deep in our psyche. This comes from years and years of training, right? Of of the diet mentality. So we have to first reject that diet mentality and then we start shifting into identifying that all of that diet mentality has taught us to have basically this like police station up in our head that does the things that says, you know, good and bad and, you know, and has all of these rules around food. So we have to really, in order to love ourselves, we have to take a breath and release that police station, and we have to challenge it in order to release it and let that go out of our body. The fifth principle of intuitive eating is discover the satisfaction factor this really helps us to dig into the pleasure of our food. And we also want to enjoy our eating experience. This allows us to have fun and maybe be a little bit, you know, whimsical and silly with our food and maybe have a beautiful, wonderful environment. And we also listen to what is it that my body wants? Does it want something sweet, savory, hard, soft, maybe creamy, maybe, you know, like, what is it that I even want? And then once we do have it, oh, it's so delicious. We can just really kind of fall in love with that experience of, of eating it. And then guess what happens after that? We then learn how to fill our fullness. Because guess what? We can continuously have that type of an experience where we are so satisfied and joyful and loving with our food that we can turn into, we can fill our fullness. And when we fill our fullness, we really lean into trusting ourselves. And that little piece of trusting ourselves helps us to know how to love ourselves. We listen to our internal wisdom, and we slow down, and we take time, and we listen, and we say, I am enjoying this meal, and it is so amazing, but guess what? I'm now full, and I'm okay, and guess what? I know that I can have that food again, and again, and again, and again if I want to, but maybe tomorrow I won't want to, but maybe today I do want to have it, and maybe in 10 minutes I'm going to be hungry again, and that's all okay there are absolutely no rules here about what is right and what is wrong. It is about filling into that journey. It's about trusting yourself, trust in the universe, leaning into love. And the seventh principle of intuitive eating is coping with your emotions with kindness. Okay? With this, coping with our emotions with kindness helps release us a little bit from any chains maybe that we've been having. And we really look to gratitude to our food that recognize that really, you know, food has maybe been there for us to help us through some times of emotional despair. And it's okay. For that, we can give it gratitude and we can also recognize that maybe at times there's a different way that we can cope with our emotions. It may be with food and it may not be with food, but we can really, you know, get more tools in our toolbox of what we can do to help cope with our emotions because let's face it, our emotions are there every single day, right? We would be emotionless beings if we didn't have emotions. And what fun would that be? Because if we were emotionless, we wouldn't be able to. Have love or feel love if we're emotionless. So emotions are amazing. We just need to learn how to shift sometimes the negative ones into ones that feel a little bit better or even just recognize the ones that don't feel good and knowing what to do with them. The eighth principle of intuitive eating is respect your body. This is truly, truly, I know, challenging for some people when I say love yourself. Instantly the mind says, well, I don't love my body. But guess what? Your body is not who you are. Okay. Love the whole you and identify that you are not your body and you can accept your genetic blueprint and that all bodies deserve dignity. And so from there we can lean into love And I know that you love others unconditionally and it doesn't matter what their body looks like. But for you, sometimes looking at yourself, you have a hard time loving yourself because of what you may see in the mirror. But guess what, my friend? You are beautiful and you have so much to offer this world. So start with just a little bit of respecting your body, okay, doing little small things to respect your body, and then you can move into the full-on loving yourself. Principle nine is movement, fill the difference. What we need to do is disconnect this from food to help us love ourselves through this process. And one thing that can be so enlightening and freeing is to return to our childhood. What did you enjoy doing as a child for body movement? Were you somebody who rode a bike? Did you swing on a swing? Or, you know, maybe you enjoyed doing stretches. I don't know what that looks like for you. I can tell you one of my loves is dancing. I love dancing. And sometimes when I just really need to feel into myself, dancing is kind of my gateway of getting back there. So That is completely different for every single person. But what we want to do is we want to learn how to move our body in a way that feels good and love on our body through doing things that feel good. Don't necessarily put your body through something that's so militant and rigid and hard and you have to meet this many reps and do this many minutes per day. So it's all about just feeling the difference, slowing down right, and not looking at calorie burning. It's focusing on how you feel and looking at how does that impact your energy and how does it raise your vibration? Did it help you get closer to that vibration of love? And then number 10, the 10th principle of intuitive eating, which is intentionally last, is to honor your health with gentle nutrition. Through this process, I wanna help you fall in love with the enjoyment of eating. Right and fall in love with learning about your body and learning about what it needs and maybe one day it needs this and maybe one day it needs that. It's completely uh, individual. This is completely individual. There's not a right way or a wrong way to honor your health with gentle nutrition because again, let's face it, we are all unique human beings and what works for one person is not going to work for the next person. So. You know, you don't have to eat perfectly to be healthy. And so this is the 10th principle. You just really, once you get here, you are able to really sink into looking at everything from a lens of love. Because here's the thing, intuitive eating is not a diet. It is not something you do and then you're done with. It's basically a lifestyle of self-compassion that you learn to adapt into your life. And you learn to say, oh, in this moment, what is it that I need right now? How can I tune in to my inner wisdom? And what do I need? Where can I go? All right? And from there, you can just start really looking at that lens of love. So, oh, that ended up being a lot more passionate and ranty than I anticipated. But it all was just kind of flowing through. So, with that, I would like to end this with a little, basically a definition from Brene Brown on what is love. So here is her definition. We cultivate love when we allow our most vulnerable and powerful selves to be deeply seen and known. And when we honor the spiritual connection that grows from that offering with trust, respect, kindness, and affection Love is not something we give or get. It is something that we nurture and we grow, a connection that can only be cultivated between two people when it exists within each one of them. We can only love others as much as we love ourselves. Shame, blame, disrespect, betrayal, and the withholding of affection damage the roots from which love grows. Love can only survive these injuries if they are acknowledged, healed, and rare. So my friend... That is the quote, and I see you. I acknowledge the injuries that maybe you have had with how you have thought about your body, maybe the relationship you've had with food, and likely both, because they really go hand in hand. And it is my full belief that as we start tapping into learning how to love ourselves, we can learn how to love our food, or we start to tap into how do we love our food, we can tap into how we love ourselves. And from there, this makes a huge impact into learning how to love our lives, and sometimes then embracing our intentional lives and what it is that we are you know, here to do. So the, the love of our food and the love of our bodies runs much deeper than just oh I need to change what I'm eating or can you tell me how much fiber it is about so much more than that my friend so keep on loving keep on thinking where is my vibration at right now and think about what can I do today to maybe raise up that vibration just a little bit more you might not get to love today and that's a hundred percent okay So what we want to do is we just want to focus on where am I now and where can I increase? Where can I make small increases? I do recommend in terms of working through intuitive eating principles and practices here that you do start with number one, rejecting that diet mentality. And we talked about that a lot in the last week and we will likely continue to unpack that because it does come up. It's so prevalent. Okay. So we will continue to talk about these things, but once you're ready, start to learn how to honor your hunger. Okay, And that is going to be the next thing potentially that we talk about. But please, please, please send us out a message or catch me on Facebook Messenger or even better yet, join my free Facebook group, Love Your Food, Love Yourself, and come and ask these questions. We can dialogue about them in the Facebook group. I can also do a podcast just about what it is that you would like to talk about. So reach out to me. Share this with your friends. Let me know what you think. All right, my friends, love to you all.